0: Welcome to another week of Sweet Sports Talk. i your host, Brian Sweet. This week we'll be talking about week two of college football and week one of the NFL. Now there were some pretty amazing upsets that happened on Saturday and one that didn't, which I'll talk about in a second. So the first upset that really surprised me was the Texas A&M losing to Appalachian State College Station. No, as I said last week, you know, watch out for Appalachian State because they love playing spoiler on the road against these high-profile college football teams. And boy, did they show that they wanted that win after barely losing to North Carolina in Week One. You know, it just shows that you know it doesn't matter the size or the skill level of your football team. The little Davids can always come out on top and it showed at College Station on Saturday. The second one I want to talk more about is the Notre Dame and Marshall game. I was completely shocked that Marshall was able to spoil the Notre Dame head football coach's home debut. I mean, Marshall came out there and slapped Notre Dame in the face and you know, i got to give credit for Notre Dame trying to come back and win, but, you know, Marshall, you know, surprised everyone. It is hard to go to Big Bend and beat Notre Dame. Now, I know they're going through a new coach and everything. You know, this is the second week of him coaching. Football is the head coach, but, boy, Marshall showed, you know, again, you know, David's going to come out and beat you regardless of or what football stadium you play in. Now, let's get to the almost upset that almost happened in week two of college football. Now, we all expected Alabama to walk into Austin and, you know, slap Texas across the face and walk out of there. But Texas really fought. And, you know, it sucks that Quinn Ewers got knocked out of the game in the first quarter. Because if he stayed in that game the entire four quarters, I think Texas would have walked away with a huge upset at DKR Memorial Stadium and you know it just shows that you know Steve Sarkisian's taking the program in the right direction but you got to commend Texas for how it came out and battled Alabama they forced the most penalties in the next era and basically just dominated Alabama from the beginning of the game now it stings that you know Texas didn't come out with the upset victory at home but you know it just shows that Alabama is not the invincible powerhouse that they were last year they lost some. Uh, they lost some of their um, dominance over the summer, and they got to find it quickly if they want to remain number two in college football. Because you know, in the SEC, an upset's possible almost every week. That is a very tough, tough conference to play in, and it just shows Texas is ready for the SEC if they were able to manhandle Alabama last Saturday. Now, let's move on to the NFL Week 1. And, you know, let's start off with the most surprising thing that happened. The Dallas Cowboys came out flat against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's no way around to sugarcoat it for Cowboy fans. I mean, they only got a field goal against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dak Prescott looked completely lost and was rushing passes all night long And, you know, even though the Buccaneers didn't score as many points as people expected against the Cowboys, you know, it's just just surprising that the Cowboys are so inept about not approving their team every offseason. They had the chance to sign Von Miller, get A.J. Brown, or get Odell Beckham Jr., who's still a free agent and possibly could end up on the Cowboys later this season. But, you know, it's just, you know, Von Miller came up to the Cowboys' ownership and said, hey, I want to play in Dallas can you give me, you know, a rough estimate of your contract and completely lowballed a Super Bowl champion linebacker that played at Texas A&M and is from the Dallas area. And, you know, you know, when a player like with that caliber comes up to your ownership and says, you know, hey, I want to come play for your team. You, you, you basically have to say, OK, how much do you want? And, you know, we'll see if we can give it to you. But you don't come in with a low ball offer and then he goes off to the Bills and gets a huge contract and now makes the Bills the AFC favorites for this year. I mean, there's really no one else in the AFC that's going to compete with the Bills this year after watching them manhandle the Rams in Week 1. But, you know, I mean, there's just so many things wrong with this Cowboys team. And it even starts with the coaching I mean, Mike McCarthy's probably not going to be the coach, and will probably be the first one fired this season. But you got to start looking, you know, at possibly Sh- Sh- Sean Payton coming in next year and having a huge amount of cap space to improve this team, and possibly losing Ezekiel Elliott next summer as well. But here's the main part of week one that I want to talk about, and it's the Buffalo Bills. You know, everyone makes fun of the Buffalo Bills because they're You know, diehard fans jumping onto, you know, fold-up tables and all that. And, you know, the the pizza ovens that they have in file cabinets every Sunday. But the Bills really solidified their team this offseason. And, you know, I think Josh Allen has a chance at making the Super Bowl this year. Even though they were just very short and, you know, they lost to the Bengals. I think, you know, the Bills are going to be your AFC team this year. Josh Allen has a stacked offense with Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs and a lot of other offensive weapons that, you know, other teams have just let go in free agency, and, you know, they've all wound up on the Bills. Now, this Bills team, you know, there's a possibility they might not make the Super Bowl this year. But, you know, right now, after watching them dominate the Rams' defensive line, and, you know, them putting up 31 points on the Super Bowl champs from last season, you know, I I might just pencil in the Bills as your AFC team this year. If they can go through their conference schedule and knock off their opponents eight times, then, you know, let's just call it a wraps on the AFC, because I don't see anyone beating the Bills other than the Bengals, but, you know, the Bills are so much more improved than the Bengals, And I think, you know, the Bengals, you know, they lost some key players during the offseason, like their tight end who went to the Jets. But I could really see the Bills walking away with the AFC this year. Now, there's one very scary team in the NFC that I think could be the NFC title contenders this year. And I hate to say it because I'm a Cowboys fan, but it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They really improved their team by getting A.J. Brown for basically chump change in a trade. And they really built around Jalen Hurts, their QB. And with, you know, them learning a new offense last year, it was kind of a learning curve for him. But I think this year they are really solid and could make a run at the NFC title this year. Now, they do have to deal with the Buccaneers, who, you know, it's Tom Brady's last season, officially. And, you know, they're going to try to get him one more Super Bowl ring to go out on top. But, you know, the Eagles are going to make it very difficult in the NFC this year. And, you know, I hate to say, you know, the Eagles are going to win the NFC East, but, you know, if the Cowboys can't come back from Dak getting injured in week one in other variables, I could see the Eagles easily winning the NFC this year. We could have an Eagles and Bills matchup in the Super Bowl. Tune in next week to Sweet Sports Talk, where we'll talk more about week three of college football and a little bit more about week two of the NFL.